Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. It is uh, the 26th of September. We are right here on the legendary Mondays on the Podcast Cafe Classifieds and... Uh, on Mondays, it's connect and then through a classified music nature, what has been happening in the space. I am currently um, in the honorable uh, presence of the one and only lifetime achievement winner for music in the South African Music Awards 2022, McCoy Thank you so much for being How are you? Uh, all is well, thank you. I'm strong and uh, you know, and uh, I just had uh, you know, big lunch, so mm. but yeah, I'm, fre- <laughs> I'm fresh for you. <laughs> Wonderful stuff, um, we want to basically learn as much as we can in a short space as now, so we were, but um, we'd like to just tell him, congratulations for a lifetime achievement award. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, topic. What does it mean? I mean, um, we will go into the history of, of yourself musically, but to get the type of recognition that says it's a lifetime that you have contributed musically, what does it mean? What did it mean for you? Oh man, it means a lot, you know. Finally, uh, the masses and the powers that be uh, do see um, uh, my work and uh, getting to I'm um, getting to be respected and uh, it's, it's a real honor it's a real honor yeah, yeah, to get this award you know I'm grateful mm. fantastic um you know just contributing to to music lifetime and having that award of the, the, the let's say lifetime achievement it lets one know and I think old and young which there's a history behind the contribution that the man has made into the music can you just take us back to where did it all start or how it started for Mr. Mkubata and there because I always find that there is so much that is connected to our history that we can still use today in terms of where great people come from, the works that they took and how your story actually unraveled musically. Yeah, I started back in Cape Town where I was born. Mm. I was born in Gualanga Township and then moved to Kukuletu in 1975. Wow. So um, as a toddler, uh, you know, one would hear um, music that was played on the radio, mm-hmm. you know, um, records, you know, you know, of my aunts, uncles, you know, my mom, and uh, mm-hmm. also opposite my grandma's place, that mm-hmm. was my paternal side, you know, mm-hmm. my mother's side, you know, my parents. 
uh, there was a big band that really used to rehearse there. You know, they would play a you know big band, Charles of Count Basie, Duke Ellington. You know, mm. very elegant. Type of, you know, grew up with that. You know, those kind of sounds. You know, you know. And then uh, along um, next door, both sides, it, it, it was a different story. Bengamas Yona. There would be yeah, there would be drum beating the whole weekend. On the other side. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. traditional healers, okay, you, okay, you know, okay, okay. so it was, it was very vibrant, vibrant, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, yeah, I, I remember as a toddler, you know, we crash or whatever, you know, you know, band, you know, I thought when I was, it was magical, because whenever I go there, but I find myself back at home, it only occurred to me yeah, a bit years when I was older, mm -hmm. you know, eight. I must that I must have fallen asleep, you know. Yeah, and then a band member or family member, young lad, young seka, wow. you know. It was, uh, you know, I grew up with those sounds, you know. It was amazing. It, it, it sounds as if the, the sounds at that time had already had you had captured your soul in terms of or your mind in terms of how you appreciate it. You might not have. Um, I think what I'm trying to say is. It was sort of like a, a, a euphoric sense that there was music surrounding you, different types of sounds yes. surrounding you. Mm, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and um, and then I grew up, and then I I was into art, you know, visual art, being mm -hmm. drawer, you drawer, you know. Mm -hmm. Until in 1973, you know, as a 13 year old, uh, we were told that um, kids, you know, can join a marching band. Yeah. Um, at the time, my favorite artist was uh, Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I wanted to grab a bugle, which is similar, the brass instrument, which is similar to a trumpet, mm -hmm. you know. But uh, shame, the poor McCoy was so tiny, it was, it was not organized. Mm. The instrument is basically mm -hmm. you know, Keto Itandai. You can choose whatever, you know. When, when I, I couldn't you know, reach for, for a, a bugle. Um, I was bulldozed, you know. I ended up with a triangle. You know, that symbol, you know. Machine <laughs> band. Mm. So 1973, the whole year, whenever there'd be performances and practices, <laughs> I was stuck with the, with the you know, yeah. yeah. No, no, actually, it was uh, uh, two instruments, you know, mainly it was the triangle, and then uh, the, 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 the cymbal player, when he gets tired, will give me, you know, the, you know, yeah. So I was a percussionist for a year in 1973. But in 1974, I was raging, Shobam. I thought, yeah, I'm going to get hold of people. And uh, when it was open for us to get instruments, boom, like I told, ah, it was so cool. Then I was really into music. I listened more, or I leaned more on trumpet music, you know, gr mm -hmm. growing up. I leaned more on, on, on trumpet music, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was so good uh, uh, that um, uh, I played second trumpet, you know. A younger guy was very good. He played first trumpet in high notes, you know. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was second to him, you know. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, I carried on loving music and still drawing and also mm -hmm. doing the, the, the boxing on the side because the way I come from Kualanga, you know, mm. you know, boxing was big. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. In fact, in KPI, yeah, yeah. boxing was big, yeah. So, um, but then came 1976, you know, uprising, you know, we're not going to school, 
yeah. And uh, one will make sure that we're idling. You know, this I was during 1976. Yes, yeah, mm. uh, I was doing the standard form one. Oh, wow, you're still yeah. young. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. But it turns. And what was that like? Then you say that year you were just idling. What was that like? Yeah, uh, uh, it was hard times, man. You, you know. Um, so I lean back more into art now. Yeah, mm -hmm. but now that you go like you Ben I this body of mine Ben Trova now you used to play penny whistle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll make sure that um, whatever you do, you need to attend the rallies. You, you know, you have to attend meetings and mm -hmm. that and that and then uh, distract some properties you know on the along the way sometimes wow. you know and then, yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah because we are committed you know yes. even if you were not into it but you are forced you know mm -hmm. yeah yeah so uh you know doing my art you know to draw uh, anything from uh, still life to abstract and portraits wow. you know, everything you know because yeah. you could look draw i mean you know and i was also good with subjects that had to do with illustrating you, you know something oh, i was good yeah. with those subjects yeah yeah no. i wasn't uh, uh, a bright student i wasn't taken as a bright student because because um I was too artistic you know young mm -hmm. and uh my teachers were not hip and directed me to more artistic things you know i guess they were had no choice because mm -hmm. our schools were not uh, equipped you know yeah you know regarding that you know art school and this and that sculpture you know, you know. so this friend of mine uh being thrower now you know been a penny whistle so one you'll play between breaks you'll play penny whistle i didn't take note you know, yeah mm -hmm. you know since you know i love my my, my trumpet music mm. yeah yeah and then one day he, he, he left it behind you know so ganam i tried it you know I was like, yes, this is nice. So That's when true. I tried to blow it, it be massager, you know, my fingers was like, wow, it and it was resonating nice. I was like, is it? This is nice. It was the first time. Whoa, this is nice. So when he came back the next day, so that we could, you know, start, you know, uh, resuming the art work there too. But he's, Muweket Zikamalaka, Stiro is his nickname. Stiro, man. Mm. This is interesting, man. You know, somehow when uh, I blow it, uh, it doesn't sound like when you do. You know, what's the what's the trick? What's the, what's the you know secret? <laughs> so no, Mac, you simply have to close the holes properly. Nganam, like they say, the rest was history. The rest is this. <laughs> My artwork took a nose dive. I was hooked on penny whistle. And safunu drawer man. You know, art was like yeah. And I took it, yeah. You know, and I played it, and uh, you know. I got myself one, you know. I was hooked, you know, I was like, this is nice. This is nice. And then learning and mimicking songs, so whatever I hear on the radio, my mom's records. Oh, by this time, but it's a Google too much. Yes. This is not seven years, because I moved to my, my mom, got a, a, a house, in, a single mom, you know, mm -hmm. raising four kids. Hence, I, I, I grew up quite longer, yeah, but mm. so um, she got her house in 1974, and then I joined her in 1975, young, yeah, standard five, mm. Mm, yeah. So, uh, no, no, actually, uh, form one, standard six, yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, um, I was hooked, and then uh, uh, 
playing along, you know. There was still no schooling the following year, you know. Mm, 77. Yeah, 77. Still no schooling, attending mm. meetings, you know. And then I started following the, the, the jazz musicians of the time, you mm-hmm. know. Winston Mankunkungozi. There was a Hrothman Mabizu Robert Sitolo who mm. played penny whistle and flute. Mm. You know, he, he, my first teacher in music, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And while still uh, doing amateur boxing on the side, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, because uh, youngsters then were very active, you know, extra mural, we were used to that, you know. Even though we're not schooling, we, mm-hmm. we carried on with whatever we did, you know, after school. That's what I'm thinking of. Yes, the, yes, yeah, we, we, we carried on, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I was so good that my mom, I asked my mom to please buy me a side food. And then she raised enough money to get me one in 1978. Mm. And then within that year, uh, six, six months, you know, there were auditions at, at a, a jazz club, you know, mm-hmm. a nightclub actually, you know, you, you know uh, in a colored area, you know, mm-hmm. it was called uh, um, um, Sherwood, which mm-hmm. later changed to uh, 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 Club Montreal. Mm-hmm. where the band uh, was playing uh, anything from jazz and top 20, top 40, you know, Edwin and Fire, Jazz Crusaders and all that type of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I was ac- accepted, you know, because I brought along uh, E.L. Pika, Heavy Man, Hubert Laws, the flautist, you know, mm-hmm. and they loved my playing. I got the gig, you know, and mm. I'm 18 years old now. Wow. And then uh, I was still worried about education. So what I did, uh, a corresponder, you know, you know, there was a night school, but then it was interfering also with the n- night club, you know, mm-hmm. especially on Fridays. Uh, I did correspondence studies, you know, yeah, yeah, while playing and supporting my mom. Mm-hmm. She was still single, and uh, although she uh, ran, uh, she been, you know, weekends. Mm-hmm. I had to help as well mm-hmm. as, as, an, as an, you know, yeah, as a, you know, firstborn. So. Um, Yeah, I was a full-time musician since 1978. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then 1980, uh, I had to buy a bigger horn because the music w- was getting louder, you know. We're mm-hmm. not only playing, um, like I said, we were playing uh, Earth, Wind and Fire, mm-hmm. you know, music on a brass and names, you know, and names, mm-hmm. you know. So I was advised, you know, to get a, a saxophone. I mm-hmm. bought myself in 1980. Sing, sing, much, my own man. Tenor <laughs> saxophone, yeah, yes. yeah. Which has become um, my first instrument, you know. Yeah, mm. it, 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 you know, I play mostly tenor, you know. I still play the flute and other horns, you know, but wow. my main instrument is tenor. I never look back, yeah. Now, you, you know, what, what, what I like, and I'm picking up is that there was an interruption within what would have been your development musically, but you say it was lots of, it was mural activities were like culture back in those days. So yeah. as much as there wasn't school, you, 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 the youth at that, at that era, most of you were fortunate to have the arts being there as an actual development for sure. stone, would you yes, say? For sure, for sure. And that is what obviously maintained your 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 skills developing in the music. Yes, yeah. yeah. Now that instrument, I want to know now. There, there, there's an instrument that you played before 1976, and then you, you say for two years. Now you fell in love with the flute, 
and then you develop. Didn't you ever go back to that? What was the first instrument? The, the bugle. The yeah. bugle. Didn't Which you ever go back to it? No, 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 no. I was hooked on wind. It's not a brass. The mm. wind instrument side oh. of things now, you, you know, because flute and tenor saxophone, clarinet, they fall on the wind instrument, mm. you know. Okay. Yeah, no, I never went back. To, you know, no, I was like, no, this is, this this, is yeah, this is it. And then yeah. 1980 now, let's say the next five years after 1980, you've just hit professional uh, stage. I would imagine you're in your 1920s of age. What was, the, what was the space like at that time when you entered and you started playing at, um, you were, let me say, I presume jazz clubs or nightclubs. What was, this, what was the stage like at that time? Oh man, very healthy, you know, there was, uh, uh, because uh, nightclubs, restaurants respected live music, you know, oh. it was the thing, you know, yeah. Unlike today, you know, mm. you hire one person, you know, with a headphones and uh, playing music that we record, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, DJing and all that was secondary, you know, mm -hmm. uh, breather for a band, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but we we ruled, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were number one, you know. It was very healthy, and they were very competitive, but healthy competition, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, bands were good, man. You know, we could uh, play anything from Mpaganga, um, Marabi jazz you know american jazz mm -hmm. and top 20 you know yeah you know it, it, it was very good and uh sadly um in the mid 80s there was a new trend whereby uh club owners were getting greedy you know mm -hmm. they would hire one musician that had ama backing tracks you know, which slowly led to uh, DJs taking over, you know. Mm. And uh, this is 1985, and I had just made a girl pregnant, you know. Mm. So we're losing gigs, you know. Yeah, gigs were thinning, were thinning, you know. And uh, I had to take up a day job. Mm -hmm. Yes, I did, yeah, a day job. And uh, for about a year, you know, because uh, I had to be responsible and mm -hmm. take care of my girlfriend and the child and still take care of my, my siblings at home, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, too much responsibility, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I didn't mind taking up a day job. Mm -hmm. But it didn't last that long. It was about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And then I was asked to join um, a band called Dube and the Jive, mm -hmm. which was uh, what they called then a crossover band. A type of band that uh, 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 Johnny Clegg and Sipom, that late Johnny Clegg and Sipom Tono formed, like Ichuluka, you know. Are you serious? Yeah, yes, yeah. That band was called Lou and the Jive. Now, Louis was, was uh, of Portuguese descent, you know. Mm -hmm. It had, uh, uh, you know, multicultural band, you know, you know, demographic wise, you know, also, you know, white keyboard player Jeremy Daphne Helps, a carol gentleman uh, mm -hmm. on drums. Uh, 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 Donny, uh, Johnny Bajis, <coughs> mm -hmm. and the bass player from PE, Doplakapi, you know. When I joined the band, there was another saxophonist, Scorpion Madondo, mm. who, who also uh, uh, who started Chuluka, who was with Chuluka, you know, Johnny Clark, you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, because uh, they wanted a, a second sax saxophonist, you know, to beef up the, the, the horn section. Mm -hmm. So once I, then I was like, hallelujah. Because uh, once again, I was a full-time musician. Mm. Because when I had a day job, I was on the weekends, you mm. know. 
and I tell you, it was the most traumatic uh, year and a half. What? It was a nightmare. I couldn't practice. I missed mm. my instrument, you know. Mm. As mm. much mm. as work was important to, uh, to, to earn money, mm. you know. By the time I knock off, you know, I was, w I, I would be tired, mm -hmm. tired, dog tired, and look at my poor horns. And I would get a chance to practice weekends and mm. play weekends, you know. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, yeah, it was uh, a traumatic uh, time, you know, that period, yeah. Mm. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, luckily, I'm here. I never got a day job again, you know. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Never, never again. And, 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 and in fact, when I'm sure I'm even in such a lower primary, not even high school, lower primary, mm. I just knew I was not made uh, nine to five. I, was, I knew, my, I knew, such a early. Wow. You know, I'll work for myself. Zotrowa. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because, you know, I knew Zotrowa is sell my paintings, you know, yeah, mm -hmm. I knew I'm not, a, I'm not cut out for, you know, eight to five, yeah, 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 then Lou and the Jive, um, I worked with them in the, the mid-80s, and then uh, at Kutop Center in 1986, uh, uh, no, 87, Uba mm -hmm. saw me performing with this very band, and asked me to join uh, him, you know, to join Harari, mm -hmm. you know, to join us back, you know. And... Uh, was it you and everybody else? No, just me. Are you it serious? Just me. Yeah, he, he liked my, 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 my playing, you know. And, and also, I've been lucky in my life, you know, whenever I think of something, I channel, uh, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, 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 a kind of manifest in you know then I get a call you know yeah it just it was my ticket to come to Johannesburg you know oh yeah I was was getting tired of Cape Town mm, this is in 87 1987 yes mm -hmm. yeah 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 yeah, from my wife, you know, from I met here, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, in Johannesburg. Separating from the band, you know, now you by yourself, have to, it's a great opportunity. Yeah. How did it, how did it sit with your band and how was it for you leaving, I mean, it's Cape Town and it's Johannesburg. At the time, actually, let me just find out, well, in society, politically, things I would imagine were the same. How was it when, when, when you came to Johannesburg in terms of the society, and how life was generally politically, how did it affect you or just adjusting to Johannesburg before we get into the music? Okay, uh, starting with the band that I was playing, Lou and the Jive, mm. uh, if we say split, you know. Mm, okay. Yeah, they'll only come when there, were, there was a booking, you know. Oh. Yeah, we're not seeing eye to eye, you know. Yeah, the, the, the main guys, we're not seeing eye to eye, mm. frictions, you know. Yeah, but then now and then a promoter will want that, and then you know that's what mm. happened with that gig at Good Hope Center. It was just a get together, a reunion, oh. a brief reunion. We say Pelili band. Yeah, luckily, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, I'd already found a job to be more open, you know. Yeah, because of my previous visit prior to uh, I first came to Johannesburg. As a school kid in 1974, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, you know, I didn't see any, I didn't see much. 
mm-hmm. until I came with band in the early 80s, 1980, 1981, mm-hmm. with that first band, Fever, mm-hmm. then with another band, Touch, you know. Mm. I found it more open than Cape Town, because in Cape Town, um, Itaki, the blacks were right there in the kitchen, epic, and then colors, you know, reception, white offices, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, man, they were just, certain jobs were, were not given, you know. Yeah, it wasn't open enough, you know. Mm. And then what I found in Johannesburg, we'll be surprised to see a clerk in Nyama, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even, uh, you know, lousy teal, uh, pick and pay, you know, mm-hmm. clerk in Lapayana, you know. You know, Itagi in Cape Town was found right at the back, you know. Mm. Yeah, so, um, and also, um, musically, you know, they were more independent, you know. In Cape Town, uh, as much as even Johannesburg musicians will come to learn there because, you know, good uh, 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 musicians, you know, were teaching guys from all over. But we were stuck into the cover versions whereby we played lots of American. I was tired of that. I found that mm-hmm. Joe Beck, uh, uh, you know, during my visits, you know, embraced, embraced uh, original music, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I wanted to record, I wanted to write my own music, you know, I was tired of playing the same repertoire, you know, or, or whenever there's a top 20 song, number one song, we must practice it, you know, I was tired of that, you know. So, um, hence I wanted to come to Chobek and luckily, Brahot Stig said, hey, young man, I want you here, and I never looked back. So, I joined in 1987. And then within a uh, after a year, I got a recording deal, Nezomba Record, you know, which was yeah. a British-based company, mm-hmm. uh, um, where it be signed about Jonathan Butler, Billy Ocean, you know, mm-hmm. just to name yeah, a few. Heard of Zomba. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm. So yeah, I'm mean, uh, 27 year old. I'm getting mm. this deal, you know, I'm about to turn 28. Wow. It was mm. like, wow. And I didn't have uh, uh, a material. So the producer, the late Koloi Dibona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, commissioned uh, Paul Helmer, mm-hmm. you know, and the late Jabun goes to write songs for me. You know, mm-hmm. my first album was recorded you know, in 1988 and released in, in 1989. Yeah. You, in 1987, um, Harari, the group was big. Yes, yes. yes. The EMRQ, you, you come to Joba, take me through, you are there, you are 20 something, and there's just great figures next to you, and you are, you are now making part of that band. Like, what was that like? You went so fast past this, I want to know what, you know? Oh man, uh, yeah, man I was pinching myself. If I'm mm. with uh, Bubble Hot Six, is this, this, you know, because, um, I mean, we used to listen to the beaters, you know, before mm-hmm. they were, you know, called Harare, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was surreal, man. It was, it was too beautiful. It was too beautiful, and it was kind to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I met uh, Prasipo's mom and the two daughters, mm-hmm. Naledi and Palisa, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and Prasip's brothers. I was part of the family, you, you know? Mm-hmm. Although I, I wasn't staying in Pimville, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I was staying in a flat in Hillbro, you know? Mm-hmm. Then I would come to practice, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a, just a warm environment, you know. Mm. Yeah, besides being, you know, a star and all that, mm. it was a great moment, you know. 
Life in Hillbrow. Uh, um, I hear um, my parents stayed in, in Johannesburg back in the 80s, and um, apparently Hillbrow was like a suburb. It's not what it is today. It was beautiful. Yeah. What was it like? Ah, it was great, man. It was, you know, and there was, and and also what I found there was a lot of work live bands. You know, it was too beautiful. Mm. It was very multi, very multiracial. You know, Are you very, serious? very, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, beautiful, you know, and Beria and Doreen Fontaine almost moved from flat to flat, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was great, yeah, yeah. And I also stayed uh, in Melville, you know. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. You're 27 years old, you sign a deal with the, the, uh, with the record label that is got some of the greats of the time. And you, you are in Johannesburg now. Family is, 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 I would imagine, they were still back at home. Yeah. What kept you grounded at this time? You, you've achieved a lot in a, in a, in a, in a, when you, while you are still young. Sure, you sure. are exposed to so much. Yeah. How mu what, what kept you grounded? And where was the education part of it? Yeah, to, uh, what kept me grounded was simply to stay uh, hungry, mm -hmm. humble, and uh, and serve whoever was leading me, you know. Mm -hmm. And even back in, in Cape Town, mm -hmm. if I'm called, if, if the call time is eight, I'll be here in the, at half past six, mm -hmm. you know, making sure my horn is fine, warming up, getting accustomed to the room, you know. Mm -hmm. Even simple things like interview, you know. The call time here was three, mm -hmm. but I was here, at, I said I'll be here at half past two, mm -hmm. yeah. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There was, uh, was yet quarter past two, you know. Mm -hmm. That's how I am. Mm -hmm. I you know, interacting with people here, you know. That's how I am, you know. Be uh, sincere and be truthful and be, um, yeah. I'm, I'm a good traveler also, mm -hmm. you, you know, I make do with whatever I have, you know. Mm -hmm. It could be also a tedious journey, you, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm, I remember coming to Johannesburg, one of my trips to Johannesburg, uh, you know, not even Johannesburg actually, we were going, yeah, Johannesburg, yeah, 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 yeah. Besides mm -hmm. the, the Namibia trip, you know, from Cape Town, mm -hmm. which is two days, you know. Mm -hmm. There was a, a trip whereby we travel on a, on a, uh, a combi that was a panel, it didn't have windows, windows were just in front, you know. Yeah, mm -hmm. it didn't bother me, you know. Yeah, bother us, you know, I wasn't alone anyway. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm able to I adapt quickly, you know. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, as much as I uh, think I'm an introvert, I think, mm -hmm. yeah, I only when I know people, I open up a bit, it's mm -hmm. and all that. Otherwise, I keep to myself, mm -hmm. you know. And yet, I'm not scared to go out there, you know, when I'm called to do something mm -hmm. well in advance, very early. Yeah, but mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. These, these, these are lessons that today we see that they, with, 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 with the type of genres of music today, people have become easy on things like time, you know, with, with trends that are happening and so forth. How important is it, you know, throughout your lifetime in music 
how important has it been to take note of things like time and the ability to adapt to different situations? It's very important because uh, when I do workshops and masterclasses, it's not only about music notes, this and that, virtuosity, uh, technique and art and all that. Mm. It's holistic, you know, I talk about things like this, cleanliness, you know, yeah, you know. Because when you see me in my hood, you know, I'm always in short jeans, you know, untidy, you know. When I go to work, I'm somebody else, you know. Yeah, you know, time, time, you know, you know punctuality, you know, it's, it's crucial, you know. That's why I get calls, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, all, the, all the time, yeah, 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 you know. I mean, I'm going to the States on um, week after next, mm -hmm. and I'm going again next year in February. And you know, so uh, they know, uh, you know, I'm disciplined. I'll be, yeah, they 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 are comfortable when they yes. when when promoters uh, uh, whoever call me, I'll be there on time. I'll deliver, you know, sober and all. Yeah. Mm. Fantastic. The music, the 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 South African political landscape towards the end of the 80s, the early 90s, not so much into the 90s. That last, those last five years, let me say from five, from 1985 all the way to 1990 or to 89, how did the landscape influence the music that was made? Uh, big time, big time. Y you know, there were messages in, uh, in the music and then sometimes the power that be will, mm -hmm. will suss it out, you know. And for instance, Ngoma uh, Estimela whispers in the deep, you know. Mm -hmm. At one stage it was uh, cut out, you know. Mm -hmm. It was banned, you, you know. Because there was message in the, in the music. It really influenced the struggle, you mm -hmm. know. And then uh, even the, 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 the forming of... Uh, um, uh, they used the, that, 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 that in Cape Town, man, UDF, 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 UDF mm -hmm. you know, as a youngster, I would play in all their rallies, you know, almost all their rallies. We would mm. we'll play for free, you, you know, mm -hmm. and be fed whatever they had, fish and chips, you, mm -hmm. you know, you know, it was, it, it was in us to support the struggle, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, so it really uh, um, put the word across the world, you know, mm. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. In mixing with, um, in Johannesburg, late 80s, early 90s, you say you found that Johannesburg was much more multiracial. Were you guys able to play anywhere in any places, or were there specific places where you were not allowed to play at? Yeah, by the time uh, I came to Joburg, everywhere was open. You know. Is it? Yeah, yeah, by the time I, you know, because I, I know that uh, uh, prior to that, uh, uh, black musicians would sometimes play behind the curtains, you know. How old but do you mean like behind the curtains? Behind the curtains, yeah, yeah, you know, if it's a mixed band. Mm -hmm. Yeah, behind the curtain, yeah, exactly, exactly. Isn't it, I just to say like, like the stage has got those curtains and then... Yeah, if there's a band member, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, I'm, I'm told, I, I never witnessed mm -hmm. that, that, but that's, that's the case. Mm -hmm. Same it was like at some point, some venues in America South, you know, mm -hmm. it, it, it happened yet as well, you know, wow. but, but I was lucky enough, I didn't witness that, you know, mm -hmm. even during the heavy days of, of apartheid, you know, in Cape Town, mm -hmm. uh, there was a band called Bukani, which was led by the late drama Max Daimani and mm -hmm. Susan Perry. Susan now was a white lady, pianist, very good, you mm -hmm. know, 
you know, one of my mentors, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, she was uh, using the late Bramax Daimani and uh, Bramafisto, double bass player. Yeah, I learned a lot from them. After Bramafisto, oh, I think he passed away. There was a Philly Shielder, you know, who comes from a musical family, you know. Yeah, yeah. In my, I was in my mid twenties. I learned a lot from them. So, Susan will be in trouble when dropping us off a car, you know. And, you know, she, because she, she will need to get a permit to coming to the township to drop musicians, you know. And. Uh, she can't dare admit that, uh, she wouldn't dare admit that uh, these are, uh, you know, band members. These are my, these, yeah, she must lie. Maybe a uh, garden, garden boy or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. security, yeah, mm -hmm. whatever. These are my workers, basically, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, times were tough, yeah. <laughs> you know, for, for us young people, it's always, I think, and then the more the generations get younger, the, the more there's a disconnect to actually understanding that some of the greatest songs that were written in South Africa, or some of the greatest practices within music, were done under heavy oppression and under much more difficult circumstances than it is today. Um, in the early 90s, between the early 90s, let's say until the, from this, let's say from 1990 till 1999. We saw with the surges of new cultures within music, we saw the rise of the Kwaito culture, but most importantly, as our people started going out to nightclubs, the surges of DJs and the remixes. What did that do to live performances? And because, you know, some people, some of us, especially younger people, might not know how certain developments of certain genres might have caused a disconnect for us to actually understand certain music genres, which is one of the reasons why I've had this like newfound love for classical and jazz music because there's such an education within that music that I find befits all music genres, specifically the new music genres. And 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 what were some of the changes that started happening within the live music scene with the shows, with with the surgeons of the '90s and the new music culture that we're having in South Africa? Because now it's the new South Africa. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, uh, um, one has to be a positive because uh, as much as um, the bigs are pinning, you know, for live, uh, you know, instrument, instrumentalists, you, you, you mm -hmm. know, you know, people are cut and paste and, and you know, but here and there, there are pockets of uh, um, young ones who are um, beginning to like our sound simply because they had a, a pinch of jazz of something, you know, traditional music in in a, in a remix song, you know, mm -hmm. and then starting and then do a research. What's that, you know? Mm -hmm. What is that made of? And then they start following us, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there, there, there are some positives. There are some positives, uh, although that uh, although I'm I'm not uh, totally happy, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. Because we need to work, you know, yeah. And uh, the institutions are doing great, you know. Young ones are learning to play saxophones, pianos, this and that. But then they need platforms mm -hmm. to, uh, to be able to, to play these instruments, you know. Yeah. And the instrument, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, 
I take my head off for the the the, the gospel, uh, you know, music because mm -hmm. they hire a lot of these good players. You know, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, the gospel music is, you know, they do a great job in, uh, you, you, you know, you know, hiring, you know, musicians. You know, yeah. You find guys, jazz guys, during the week are jam this and this and that. But they have a Sunday gig, gig, you know, that pays a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and uh, I would imagine where, where we're coming from during, let's say, from 1990 to the early 2000s, there was a huge disconnect live musicians. What is it about live performance now? We're starting to see a resurgence of live music. Um, we're starting to see also what I've picked up is, 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 is the now the mix. The demographic mix that you see within the categories where it says classical music, you know, having, for example, I was speaking to Kanyintete just the previous week, having black women in there, she's a flutist. I mean, for me, it was just unheard of. I didn't even know that we've got black flutists. Someone might laugh and say, wow, but you don't know much about what's happening in your country. But hasn't it always been that way? What is it about classical music and jazz that has always been so slightly almost disconnected from? What, what, from what people, you know, are exposed to when, when, whereas when we go to the townships, most of, of our music and the old music obviously comes from live music and jazz and classic. Yeah, well, it's uh, from exposure, you know, mm -hmm. uh, because um, our radio stations, our TVs are mm -hmm. Zoboni Beyonce, no Banner Boy, this and that, that's mm. all well and good, but a percentage should be uh, homebrew, you know. Mm. And then also in terms of genres across the board, you know. Nabing mm. piano award, you know, yeah, mm. when they do local, you know. Yeah. I mean, you get to hear jazz on a, on a Sunday or mm. wee hours of the morning, classical music. Yeah, I know of one station, Classic FM, mm. you know, and some independent, you know. So, um, Ushaudi, Ushaudi, he was on the right track, you know, when he tried to introduce in 1920, you know, mm. but uh, it's just the, the way he implemented it, you, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, if I can tell you, I'm, I'm a well-traveled uh, mm -hmm. musician. Mm -hmm. This is the only country that he play is dominated by uh, uh, foreign music. This, this is the, yeah. Are you serious? This is the only country in the world, the worldwide world. Yeah. yeah. Why is that actually? Because I guess, I mean, at my age now, only now I'm, I'm, I'm digging and I'm finding that there's so much to learn from classical and jazz music from South African artists that have yeah. been there for a while and I feel like we're missing out. What has caused that disconnect? Yeah. You see, um, I was totally independent. Yeah, uh, we didn't fix a lot of things, you know. Mm. And there was a time we were on a honeymoon, you know. Mm. Yeah, phase, you know, for about 10 years, 12 years, you mm. know. By the time you woke up, ouch, you know. We didn't do this and that. We, you know, we didn't fix a lot of culturally. We didn't do things. Uh, yeah, we right, didn't. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, 
there are a lot of classical um, musicians across the board, you know, black and mm. white, color, there's lots of them. Yeah, mm. yeah you know, mm. they don't get exposure, you know. They are, they, you know, it's, it's niche, or, you know, yeah, mm. when it, 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 we should know about them, you know, mm. yeah. The world over, that's interesting because I would think then that execs, either whether from the SAPC or from media channels, they should be well traveled. I mean, if they travel the world and they see that the trend is, it's all countries embrace their authentic music, and then South Africa becomes a space where it's the opposite direction, we are missing out a lot. Yeah, well, uh, I'm not scared to say they don't care, you know. Yeah, mm -hmm. they don't care. They don't give a foot, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as long as they get their paychecks, they're trying to play it safe, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's still that bass mentality, you know. You have, you have to please the, you know, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever, whatever. And yet, we're, we're so-called free, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's sickening, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, go to Congo, yeah, Kwasa Kwasa, yeah, all this, you know. Go to Zimbabwe, you hear Mbira music, you know. Mm -hmm. Go to the islands, you know, you go to France. Yeah, you know, come back home, you know. Even my American friends, you know, it's like, hey, hey, God damn it. I wake up, at, at, um, I feel like I'm still in the States, man. Why can't I hear your, your own music, brother? Mm. You know, man? Yeah, it's like, yo, yo it's, it's embarrassing, you know. It's embarrassing. Mm. You know? Absolutely. Um, and then, wow. You see, that's new. There's always... Um, it's like, like, like the information from people who are well-traveled always will always inform us where we are with regards to us and the whole world because I think also as South Africans we don't travel much we don't even travel the Sadek sure, sure. you know so yeah. it, it's interesting to note and for a long story let me cut you there mm -hmm. before I forget and also it's like when we play football you, you know we, we go to, to, to Zambia South Africans say yes you're in Africa we're going to play in Africa where the heck are we? <laughs> so there, there, there's that, that that needs to go, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 We, we, let's say we do an um, American tour. We do American tour from like when I was working with Lucky Dube, you know. Mm -hmm. The American go to Italy, you know, mm -hmm. European as well, you know. Then mm -hmm. we come back, take a break. The next tour we go to Africa, Jens. But Jens, but you see, where are we? No, you know what I mean, man, McCoy, man, you know. <laughs> so, hey, hey, no, 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 <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for a long time, mm. we thought we were better off. We were not really, we were not Africa, we were South Africa. Meanwhile, we were Mamparas. Yeah, mm. we're being shown, you know, uh, yeah, you know, brothers from, you know, beyond the Limpopo, you know, mm. infiltrate everything with you, you know. Mm. You go to flea markets, you know, it's filled with the brothers selling, stuff that they find right here yeah there's a lot of things that uh, you know brothers from out you know yeah, yeah. technology you know yeah uh, it's, it's crazy it's crazy yeah <laughs> um, yeah we think it's, yeah it's more clever meanwhile mm. ah, yeah now they digging uh, our gold you know mm -hmm. they you know they under, go underground you know yeah it's, it's sick yeah and our spaza shops, you know, that are owned by our own people mm -hmm. are being closed, they are being threatened, hey, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. The Pakistanis are like, hey, yeah, 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 close up, yeah. I, I witnessed it, my, my neighbor, you know, and I hear it all the time, you know. Mm -hmm. We're losing our country, yeah.
Yeah, we, we're losing it, yeah. We need to wake up. That's so true. Mm. We need to wake up, yeah, and uh, regulate a lot of things, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, um, I went to Zimbabwe, you, you know, it was a mission for them to get me uh, uh, a, a work permit thing, you know, red tape, you know, yeah. I can't just go on stage, like going to Botswana. Why? Yeah. Yeah, things, the papers must be right. Mm. Yeah, I can't just go on stage and perform here. Yeah, uh, you know, the visa must be right, work permit must be correct, that is art, you know. Mm. And we don't have that in South Africa. Ah. Our laws are not as tight. Ah, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> if you, you, you know, yeah, your wallet is a 50 rand and you, you, you spread your 50 rand, you're mm. sorted, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mm. I witnessed it, you know, coming back home from Zimbabwe, you, you know, because mm -hmm. we drove, you, you mm -hmm. know. There was a lady in that taxi who didn't have, uh, who had a, an expired, you, you know, uh, you know, uh, passport, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, it was just money, you know, from one police to the next, to the border of the person. I, I, with, my, with my band, we saw it, you know. We're not patriotic, you know. Mm. Yeah, also, you know. Why? I don't know, you know. We might say it, it may, yeah, of course, it starts from the top, but then how how do we go down to grassroots and really, you know, and and knock on their people's heads that hey man, things end right, love your country, be patriotic, mm -hmm. you know. Wow, and classical music and, and jazz music, live performance is so appreciated overseas. Uh, some years back, I spent some time with. I think it was Uncle Fairfax who I was in the, I was in Port Elizabeth, just documenting there. And he was talking there when he was talking with other jazz artists, they're much older and I'm thinking they're talking about their music in Japan, their music in the UK. And so when I just inquired a little bit, just like yeah, you will still find my C D that's like it costs so much so much pounds. People still recognize South African jazz music much more than this side. It, 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 why is that the case? Um, what is it about it that you would find that other countries overseas and, and, and across the world they appreciate South African music so much? I mean, we had just all the other greats that I can count that have, have, have passed away. But what is it that you find from your travels when you go across the world and, and across the continent that you find that resonates with the world so much that they love about us in South Africa? As much as we don't play it that much. Yeah, well, our music is always on par with uh, the American jazz, the rock, of, you know, with everything there. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, we, we like to belittle ourselves, you know, and think that, you, you know, a few chords. No, 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 no. It's, our music is, is a substance. Mm -hmm. And besides, uh, uh, other countries, as much as a big percentage, they play their music, mm -hmm. you know they respect other you know countries music you know mm. they see value they see they, they hear substance you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i sell a lot of cd when i you know you know i'm in the states i was surprised my, as i was surprised my last visit 2019 uh, i only brought along uh, uh 10 dvds they were sold in in one in, in one, one show boom yeah, they still buy dvds you know as much and also, you find in this, especially in the Scandinavian countries, you know, mm -hmm. riding bicycles, you know, mm -hmm. and then they love uh, vinyls, you know, they're into uh, 
as much as they have digital stuff, they love analog. Mm. They they want, you know, they want to make fire, you know. Mm -hmm. they, you know, as much as they have gas, Mm. They, they, they want, they, they, they love that labor, you know, that mm. things we had, you know. Then they want to push the button all the time, you know, Google this mm -hmm. and, you mm. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. so, so I was surprised that my DVDs, one show, they were gone, boom, you know. Mm. They don't want to stream, they, they, they have faster internet and yet they don't mind buying in the hard copies. They still want, you know, mm. to feel, you know, you know by thing with their hand and put it and play it, you know. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Right. Um, I want to bring it back home a little bit. Um, this Lifetime Achievement Award, um, it's going to be my last two questions. This Lifetime Achievement Award brings with it recognition from the South African music not just music listeners but the public at large you know it, 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 it is a recognition most of the time it's always spoken that most people receive these type of awards when they're long gone as their music lives on um i would like to believe that there's so much more music that is still out there that is going to come out uh, of of you mr kubata um what does it mean for you now going forward does it probably we do not change you as a musician however what does it mean that this type of recognition is now here um, already, but I'm still going to be making music and traveling and so forth? What does it mean for you? Yeah, like I said earlier, uh, recognition at last, you mm. know. Yeah, mm. but it doesn't. I'm not going to slow slow down. Yeah, you know, anytime soon. I'm just going to mm. keep on, uh, you know, uh, bringing out music. Mm. It means that I need to even work harder, you know. Mm. Now that uh, you know, uh, uh, recognition, respect, you know, mm. is, is being received, you know, it's, it's in, encouraging me to even push, to push harder and mm. work harder. And lastly, I hear you. Well, people would have wanted to know if from Tola and you already, you already have. I think your first trip is in the next week and a half off to the states. The next six months, what are they looking like? Um, for, for for you, sir. Yeah, on the first of October, you know, which is this coming Saturday, mm. I'll be at Liano uh, Liano uh, stage restaurant, you know, in Bramfontein. Mm -hmm. That venue that was called the Orbit. I'll be performing oh, there. Yeah, with one of my bands, you know, I, I run a couple of bands, you know. Mm -hmm. This particular one is called the Strings Attached Ensemble, you know. Wow. Yeah, I'll be, yeah, yeah, string players, you know. Please come along. No, yes, I would yeah, like to hear yeah, the document yeah. that. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I'll be playing with that band, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, um, the, the, actually, next week, yeah, yeah, and then, uh, week after, yeah, week after next, of course, I leave for the States, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah how long are you going to be there for? Sorry? How long, how long will you be uh, It's going to be a short one, a short one, uh, and doing uh, some lectures, and uh, performances, you know, mm -hmm. and then uh, from there I go straight to Cape Town to um, to honor uh, Mama Sylvia Mdunyel. Wow, you know? she's getting a, a doctorate, an honorary doctorate on the 22nd. Me on the 21st, I'll be um, playing a tribute to her. You know? mm. Yeah, it's her weekend basically. Yeah. Yeah, at Artscape, you know, mm -hmm. playing with my string players as well. She mm -hmm. has her own band the following day. 
it's gonna be you know it could be you know a presentation you know mm. honoring Sylvia Mama Sylvia Mtumiani. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, my last one to you is, what's your message to the young people of this country that musically and with what you would have to share, what would you want to share with them, if there's anything that you'd like to share with them, those that are musically inclined? Uh, not to give up, yeah. The music business is very difficult, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to be strong, you need to be uh, grounded at the same time, mm -hmm. you know. You need to respect, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, disciplined, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and of course, uh, it's not a cliche, practice, practice, practice. I mean, even I mean, to this day, I still do my fundamentals, my, my schedule, to stay fit, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, work hard. And also, utilize the social media wisely, you know, you know mm -hmm. promote your shows, you know, do it, yeah, yeah, yeah. They are better off now, you know, that, you know, there's this, you know, you can promote a show, you, you know, with just like that, you know. Back in the day, Raji post us this and that, and drive on a combi and a loudspeaker, you know, spagama penas, you know, these days, yeah, information is right and in the palm of our hands, you know, share information wisely, you know, sell your, sell your music, sell your t-shirt, sell every, yeah. Right, Mr. Mkubata, it's been amazing. Um, I would like, I'm definitely going to be bothering you in terms of if there are stories or if you are performing anywhere in, in Gauteng. For as long as I'm able, I'll make sure that I'm around. I'm actually loving um, my research now in, into classical music. It's, it's, there's so much education in classical music and jazz that we can learn from and then it forms part of the heritage of this country actually. For sure, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, for bookings, where can people get hold of you? Uh, Makoi Mkubata on all uh, you know, platforms, social media platforms, yeah, yeah. You, want, you can just punch Makoi Mkubata, they'll see the gig guide, you mm. know, every, all, all the infos, you know, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook, yeah, yeah. Fantastic, Mr. Mkubata. Thank you so much for making it to the podcast, Cafe Classifieds. I know this is going to be one for, this conversation is probably going to be one that's going to last for a very long, long, long time because <laughs> I know people will be using it as a point of reference. God bless you and thank you so much. Thank you, my friend. Thank you.